and there was this huge circle on the property, and it was a turnstile for cars. But I always wondered, it's kind of stupid. What is it? He called it the 24 elders. I took one step inside that circle, and then I hear, look up. And I looked up. There were five UFOs over where we were sitting. And I, and I showed the young lady. I said, look. She goes, you're crazy. Because I told her what we were going to do. I said, we're going to go call them. And my, my mother and my brother were walking into the circle, and I showed them, too. And then never I never said anything to anybody. I just went about my way and kept my mouth shut. But I learned that it worked. It worked. This is the Illuminate Podcast, and I am your host, Rebecca Boatman. I am fascinated with human relationships, from going on first dates to understanding attachment styles and how our personal spiritual mission plays a big role in all of it. I created this podcast to invite you into conversations with inspiring leaders and I as we explore different topics surrounding dating, relationships, money, and spirituality. Before we start, make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And my one ask and a great way that you can contribute to the podcast is to leave a five-star review. And now let's jump in. Today's episode is definitely one of my favorites because it is with my dad, Brent Boatman, who is very special to me and so many people. He is wise, incredibly wise, and also a big kid. So (laughs) with no filter, with absolutely no filter. And he loves pranking people. (laughs) He loves having fun. He loves goofing off. And he is my favorite person to talk to when it comes to consciousness, spirituality, and other dimensions and understanding our universe. My dad has been meditating since he was young, and that led him years later to learn from a master in the south of France who is a part of the great white brotherhood. And that is not referring to race. When they say white, they're not referring to race. My father published his first book, a memoir titled UFO to IFO, To Your Galactic Family and Beyond. This book is a collection of stories and experiences from his spiritual journey over the last three decades. He is a certified level two practitioner with Dolores Cannon, Quantum hypnosis, healing technique, and BQH certified practitioner on expanding human consciousness and past life regression. My dad says, for a change and a healing, it takes desire. If you have that, you can be healed of anything. It is that simple. And we also have my dear friend Kaylee Foyle joining us, who is a farm and ranch real estate agent with Texas Land and a fitness coach at On It here in Austin, Texas. Aside from that, she helps nonprofit organizations like Ducks Unlimited and CCA raise money to conserve wetlands and preserve the ecosystems around the nation. She has always had a fascination and appreciation for the metaphysical realm and believes there is so much more to life than what we are shown and taught to believe. She is excited to sit down with my dad today on this podcast to discuss all things extraterrestrial. And now let's dive in. Okay, gang, I'm here with Kaylee and my dad, and we're going to dive in and talk aliens, UFOs, spirituality. And I brought Kaylee in because she's very fascinated about with ETs and UFOs. And my dad is an expert on UFOs. So I've been, I got, I've heard 
several incredible stories and had a lot of powerful experiences. And I wanted to bring someone on who could also ask questions for our listeners, who maybe some of our listeners are like interested in UFOs, interested in ETs, and they're just now opening up to that world. So I thought it'd be really cool to bring Kaylee in to ask my dad questions and to hear my dad's knowledge and wisdom. So just say hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it is so exciting to finally meet you in person. I, you know, during during COVID, during quarantine, my routine was I worked out and then I came home and watched Gaia TV and would watch about David Wilcox, disclosures, all sorts of alien stuff. And I kind of just forgot about it. And now that we're, what, three years for, forward, we're able to kind of revisit it and say, okay, what's happened in the past three years? <laughs> but it, stuff is coming out all over. Right now. Yeah. In particular. It's all part of the time timing. This was this was this was planned long time ago. The whole alien race, many many years ago, it started. This is all part of the plan. And you told me. I remember Kaylee told me one time she just got in her car and started driving somewhere where she thought she would see them. Remember? Wait, tell the story, and then you thought you saw something. Remember? Yeah. So my friend and I, his name's Sam. We went to. We did like the whole um, Sunbelt trips. So we went to Roswell, New Mexico, and on the way home, I was sticking my head out, rolled down the windows. I was sticking my head out the window, and just like praying that somebody would come and. I was like, for certain, I had just seen something. I said, pull over, pull over. He reverses, and it was really just a light post, like one of those so, like round-looking light posts, and I thought it was a UFO. So that was the closest I've ever gotten to actually seeing one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, and I want your thoughts on this, Dad, like her drive and desire to have an experience is mm -hmm. because she's already connected, and mm -hmm. it's another aspect of her that wants to meet from that dimension. And Everyone who's listening, all of us and and what like seven of our other friends are going to an actual annual trip coming up here in like what three four weeks mm -hmm. where we go and we see activity, which we this is our fifth or sixth year going and mm -hmm. every single year we have an encounter that's more and more powerful every year and so it's really fun. I'm so happy that Kaylee's coming and so we'll have to do a follow up episode. Well, we 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 will, and so will you share about that, Papa? About um, yeah, I, yeah any sure. I, I, I get it. You're my daughter. Yeah. We know what each other thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Just like they know what we think, which, why did you stick your head out the window? What was, what message did you get to do that? What was, what was your desire? I think everybody who has had an experience, there's a change in a chain of events that led up to, well, you could call it the perfect storm or for it to happen. And they don't realize why they were there or what was their desire to go to that spot and why did they look up? I don't know, but magically everything lined up to where they did it and they saw them. How did that happen? You know, did they propagate and help influence you to do that from the inside by Sending you thoughts. I know for me, that's how it works. I will get a um, telepathic messages, and I'll stop, and I'll go, oh, wait. Okay, I got it, and then I'll act on it, and certain things will happen. Um, Becky's aware of that, too, 
and and even for you and for all all those people that are out there if they've had an experience th- play it back and and look at that and i applaud you if you had an experience because they will not present themselves to you unless they want you to see them they can single you out from a crowd of 10,000 and you could be driving down the freeway we'll say in your car and they can come over in a ship and pick you and the car up off the freeway take you aboard the ship do what they want well with you for as long as they want with you and then they can put you back down on the freeway and in the traffic in the cars, and nobody there will ever know what happened. This, this, there's, there's, there's so much they can do, and there's so much that the human race doesn't know about their ability, coupled with the fact that so meditation is a good way to pl- play play the scene back and rewind it and tap into it and then get up all the information that they gave you on the way uh, to that point. Wow. Deep. Exciting. So, okay. So (laughs) I, and for everybody listening, could you give us a little background of, you know, where you grew up, what was your life like and how you got introduced to this? Um, okay, I'm going to play it back for me. I was three years old, sleeping outside. We just got asphalt put in our driveway, you know, and, and it was so, it was still hot. And we just, we wanted to sleep outside on it and put like down blankets and lay on top of the hot asphalt and breathe all that tar in. And um, three, <laughs> I know. <laughs> And, and enjoy the warmth of it, and so we were all doing that, and we're looking at the stars. There was it was just crystal clear night, and my brothers were looking over here, and I'm looking over here, and I could still see it in my memory. I said that one's moving. They go, "Oh, you're seeing things." I go, "No, that star is moving," and I'll never forget it. It was right above me, moving around. So. At a young age, I was taught to just dismiss those things. Mm-hmm. And I never paid attention to them at all in my life. It wasn't a part of my wheelhouse until I discovered spirituality. I've run out of roads. I've run out of things to do that fulfilled my personality or my body, my mind. So I went to the spiritual life. And that led me, my mother did, actually led me to a spiritual teaching by the name of a master, Omram Mikhail Ivanhoff, who had a big, beautiful school in the south of France. And I was in Germany at the time, and I thought I'd go there and see what the school had to teach. Boy, was that ever an awakening. It was. And... uh, the spiritual life really started more and more intense. And one day the master um, gave a lecture that uh, 
when he was giving his lecture that they came to him and they said, Master, Master, there's a UFO outside of your window. Look. And he says, I was too busy to pay attention to that stuff. But I looked out my window and it was gone. And he was kind of chuckling. We knew he was fibbing because uh, we've heard, I've heard of things. But at any rate, he uh, gave the formula. If you want to see them, this is what you do. And he told everybody. And that day after the lecture, I went to go do my job because we all had jobs at the school. And I thought about it. I go, wait a minute. That's what I got to do. So I, I, I grabbed the friend and we went up on top of the mountain where we go in the morning to meditate to the sunrise every morning. And I sat down. I closed my eyes. I got real quiet. And then within my consciousness, I did what he said to do. I released a uh, request, a beacon, a frequency. I released it. And some other people came up there, a bunch of young people with cheese and fruit and grapes and stuff, but French people singing and dancing and doing their thing. And I go, ah, this ain't going to work. We're interrupted. Oh, well, let's go back down the hill and go back to the property. It's getting cold. It's fall. So we go down the hill. We're walking on the property, and there was this huge circle on the property, and it was a turnstile for cars. But I always wondered, it's kind of stupid. What is it? He called it the 24 elders. I took one step inside that circle, and then I hear, look up. And I looked up. There were five UFOs over where we were sitting. And I, and I showed the young lady. I said, look. She goes, you're crazy. Because I told her what we were going to do. I said, we're going to go call them. And my, my mother and my brother were walking into the circle. And I showed them, too. And then never I never said anything to anybody. I just went about my way and kept my mouth shut. But I learned that it worked. It worked. And um, I started seeing them more and more. Um, there were always these colored rainbows over us at school that are the shape of a UFO. They would be all over the sky. Like orbs? Yeah, but they were bigger. And they were like the colors of the rainbow. And I didn't even know what they were then because I didn't have anybody to introduce me to UFOs or to really... Say, now this is this race, this is that race, da da da. No, he just made me work on telecommunication. Mm. I that's all I did was get dreams that night, I'd watch them, clear as a bell, and then I'd act on them the next day. Cause I and, and then I did this every day and I was honing those skills because as my mother said, in the future, Brent, you won't have anybody to uh tell you these things. So you have to learn how to telecommunicate and get the messages on your own. I said, yeah. Not knowing what my destiny is or what I'm going to do. I had no idea. I was only 21. And um, I got invited to go to Paris, and I went to Paris to the extended school. That's where I walked outside of the 
building that I was living in, and right off the balcony, about 75 yards out, there was a UFO right there hovering because we lived on a hill, and it, the valley dropped down. So How big? How big? It was probably 100 feet diameter. Okay, so 30 meters, is that? Yeah, it was pretty big, yeah. And it had it had the uh, colors on the bottom of the, we'll call it the turid. They had these rectangular windows that looked like windows, and they would flash colors. Not like real fast, but it'd be like orange, and then it'd be blue, and then it'd be violet. And each one would radiate a different color, and I took, I looked at that going, that's a language of some sort. And the master's room was right up there. And there's the ship, and here's me. So I decided to use my telecommunication newfounded skills, and I go, I'm going to find out what's going on. So I just kind of did my – and I put my mind where I – at that spot where I can listen. And they said, this was meant for you to see. I go, Okay. And then I hear, now go do what you came outside to do because we don't want anybody to come out here and find us. So, okay. I, I was going to get olive oil from the next building, from the sailor. We ran out of olive oil. Imagine for- that, going to get olive oil, and then a UFO just comes down and hovers right next to you. <laughs> Everyone's going to go out buying olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> Stock woes. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I got the olive oil, and I came outside, and I'm like, okay— just see if it's really happened or not. It'll still be there. So I came outside, and sure enough, it was still there. So I looked at it for about five seconds, and then they kind of go, eh, get out of here. And I go, okay. So I went inside, and I put the olive oil on the table and started eating my salad. Didn't say anything. So when that happened, did you see any any body, no. or it was just a telekinesis thing? It was just communicated that way, but the ship was right in front of me. I could hear the sound of wind. That was it. Just, but no, no, no mechanical sounds whatsoever uh, of the of the machinery itself moving. But what amazed me the most was when I looked at the color. Usually, if you look at a light and then it's gonna change colors with your eye, it'll hold some of the residue from the previous color. You know, and, and as it changes, goes through the color. I looked at. It, I go, no, there. There's no heat signature. There's no residue from the light as it changes colors. It, it It's gone. That color's completely gone, and a new one comes out. It, it was very strange. And um, and then that that's when it really started the seeing them more. When we left Paris, my one of my um, I call her sisters came up and said, "I hear we're going to have our friends escort us." We had a 13-hour drive of, ahead of us, and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I still wasn't really caring. Um, and we, uh, my brother came, needed a ride, and he climbed in the back of the car. And I tell you what, they knocked him out or something because for 13 hours, he didn't wake up once. And there was three UFOs, one above us and one on each side of the car, all the way down till morning in the south of France. Do you know why only some people are meant 
to to see them or is that up to them to decide? Each, yeah. If they, that's what, that's really my role. Don't take it. No, just kidding. No, as <laughs> I, I try to explain to people what they really are and and who they are and don't listen to what they say in the government. They're wrong. They're lying about them. They're very loving, very kind. They're, they 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 want us to succeed as a species. You see, this whole episode of this earth, this has been done before. They produce these miracle of these bodies, these miracle of a mind. If you think about it, I'm going to get sidetracked a little bit. We have two of the most opposite things in one container. You have a spirit that can, I can say, go sit on the moon with your imagination, and you're there. But yet you're sitting here in this body. Two of the most opposite things in one container, right? And they created this fantastic piece of machinery, and they'll say, and they go, well, let's, let's put them on this blue marble and see if they can exist. And they actually said it won't work. There's too many different species. It it, it won't work. Too many different uh, kinds of people or beings. And I remember when I was in Germany walking the streets, and I was like working on my German and studying, and I thought about it. I go, wait a minute. If we all come from Adam and Eve, we'd all be speaking the same language. Why aren't we? Why do we all speak a different language? Hey, we're test tube babies from another region put here on Earth. Now, this was before I even discovered the Master's teachings or anything. That download came to me. And it was a, I call it a know that you know. It's like this totally aligns with what I'm experiencing no, nah, it's a farce. No, we're not this Adam and Eve stuff. No. Okay, my friends, I'm briefly pausing this episode to invite you to something very special. If you are ready to access bravery and to challenge your current sense of self and to step into and embody your new sense of self, one that is a frequency match for the partnership, for the things, for the life that you desire, then I invite you to explore my Meet the Frequency membership that is full of powerful step-by-step workshops to help you become a frequency match for the life that you desire. The link is in the description below and you can use code ILLUMINATE for $20 off. And now back to the episode. With your question, is it such a good question? Why? Because I know you want, you're ready to have an experience and you haven't correct yet, but you're like ready to. Oh, I so know where you, so Sorry, I with picked it up. that, I think something that's so helpful to remember is you can you can be inside a, a group and of people, what I've found, and depending on the collective consciousness and where other people are at will also impact the experience. Even though I know you were sharing, Papa, how one can single you out and only you can see it, then that means you're probably the only one looking up. When we've held events, we've found that there may not be any activity. The moment some skeptical people leave, all of a sudden, one, two, three, we're like seeing activity mm. a lot and also being in a space where, you know, it's a clear sky and you can see things. So I've found that to be 
good to know. And I think the fact that you really want to see something that's important to you and I mean, when we're going on this experience, you'll for sure see activity. Uh, and then it not having happened yet, who I don't know the answer, obviously. And that's, I think, where we contemplate things and start to and say, okay, and now I was ready. Because you start to, qu- when you have an experience, you question everything that you ever knew. Mm. <laughs> you just can't help it. You're like, everything that you ever thought was, you just start to, in a good way, though. In yeah. a way that feels freeing and liberating and it mm-hmm. just opens your curiosity. I am super curious because there has been so many experiences that I've seen on Gaia where because I know there's different galaxies with different species or or what have you, but it makes me wonder, you know, I've seen I've heard so many different types of stories of the aliens abducting them, impregnating them, like mm-hmm. they would come and tell their stories. So a part of me wants to keep an Apple AirTag on me in case they abduct me <laughs> so that my boyfriend knows where I'm at just in case. So I do have a little bit of like, I wake up at 3 a.m. and kind of worry and like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I get abducted? <laughs> like afraid, a little bit of fear. I have a little bit of fear around it. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, trying to let that go and knowing that I'm in a safe place with you guys and not yeah. to worry about anything. Because I watched hours and hours of interviews with people that have you know, saying that they can just come through the wall like a like a j- piece of jello moving through the wall. They can just go through hard places and just really, really cool, like bizarre experiences that people have had. And so I like to think about that. Have you ever, um, like what's been your greatest encounter with them? Have you ever gone onto the UFO? Mm-hmm. What is it like in there? It's just this, it was a circular, I'm on the inside, and it kind of goes up like this real smooth, and then like a counter that went all the way around on the inside, but it was real rounded, like it was plastic and somebody heated it up and melted it real smooth, and there was a hole to my right, uh, where you put your hand in and you fly the ship and it takes your consciousness to your fingers and you navigate the ship that way. And uh, I was actually in there doing that. And I'm like looking at my arm and I'm looking at my feet and I'm looking at my legs and all of a sudden, whoop, I'm looking at stars. and. I go, we just went invisible. Mm. We just went, you know, out. And I remember the feeling. It was a almost like a mild electronic slash cold feeling that kind of came over my body. And I go, wow, I'm looking at the stars. And there's a screen in front of me that one would think is a window. But what you're really looking in is the outs- the inside of the outside. You know, it's a it's a screen, but it's not a window. And you can see everything outside looking at that. And when we went invisible, you could see everything. I mean, my body was gone. I was nothing but consciousness. Feels like the cloak in Harry Potter. You know, they put the cloak on and you can go listen to everything. <laughs> and no one knows you're there. So that's one time I remember that was pretty great. And then another one, they want to they asked me if I wanted to know how old I was, and I said sure. 
poof, right in front of me, there's a screen. And these round circles that were alive with white light and they were spinning really fast, but yet real slow, and these sparks would come off it. And they were lined up like this, and then there was an arrow going down the middle of it, what looked like an arrow with kind of like a hook on the end, like a spear. And they said, each one of those circles represents a thousand lives. The line going through the middle is you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Boom, it's gone. Once I once they knew I caught the information, it was the, it, the image was gone. Wow. That made the hair on my arm stand up. You got it. Yeah. Hairy arms. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Make a man razor. No, but yeah, no, that that was that. That was another one. And there's been quite a few and um some really good ones that actually I validated on on Earth that I was on a ship by my experience of getting information while I'm up there about people. And I'm saying, they never told me that they did that. And so I'm kind of like up there, but down here. So I'm, I got both worlds going on. And I go, well, when I wake up, I got to remember this date of this information that I got. Yeah. So then I, I went, I woke up. I go, okay, I got to write this down. This happened on this night. And I just let it go. Two weeks later, the person announced what they did. And they went to another city to have done what they wanted done because they wanted nobody in the family to find out. Nobody. So they took all those measures to keep it a secret. But I go, when was that? And they go, blah, 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 blah. Friday. Friday? I was received that information the Sunday afterwards, what he did on Friday. So that, to me, I go, I already knew that. Even though he never told anybody, I knew that because I saw them investigating and giving the the person a uh, physical in a ship. I just got done having a, I was having a physical, <laughs> and I told the uh, ET, I said, you want me to think this is a dream, don't you? And he's like, I'm not at liberty to say. And I started laughing, and I could see myself laughing, but no sound is coming out. I know I'm laughing, mm -hmm. but nothing's coming out. And I says to him, uh, he says, why, why are you laughing? I go, well, I know it's not a dream by the way you answered my question. <laughs> and he just went, whoa. Smart Alec. And um, he says, okay, we got to go. I go, yeah, I know. So I hop down off the table, and I'll never forget him patting me on the back. Big hand. Big hand. And the feeling that he put on my body, I can only compare it to as your grandfather getting to ready to take you fishing or saying goodbye, that love. Aww. That went into me was just, oh, wow. I love that guy, or whatever he is, you know. But I only saw a small part of his face because they kind of block out the rest. 
They don't want us to freak out. And so we've noticed that every time we go to this sweet spot where we go, they're grooming us. In your consciousness or in your physical reality or probably physical reality. When we go somewhere where we're gonna go, where we go. Our upcoming trip. Yeah, our upcoming trip. They're grooming us because they will get physically ill if we just, oh my God. You know, they're so empathetic, they'll feel that. And they and that's too much for them. Mm-hmm. But I really think the reason they come to us is because of my daughter and the loving atmosphere that we create as being friends and being there, they want a part of that. They want to be there too. They want to, they, they can't experience what we can experience. And so they come close to by osmosis feed off of our joy and our fun and our happiness and the music and the things we do. And, you know, they're completely clean, no drugs, no alcohol, nothing. And they're like, oh, my God, we just – and so they kind of like kids sneaking up to the window. Let's let's watch them. I feel like in our lifetime, the, that, the experiences that we have at this trip that we go to, that will be very common. Like almost like their, their existence, their, these beings that we get to just witness and encounter, it will be more common and accepted in our lifetime where we can coexist – I mean, they're already coexisting, but to the point where we can see them like we do at these trips, but where we're like, oh, like there's like this loving exchange. And I want to circle back to what Kaylee mentioned about the fear, because I think I'm sure there's people who are listening and I know for some of my close friends that is present as well. And I feel I didn't I haven't watched a ton of interviews and I haven't I mean, now I'll listen to Matias's stuff. I love his work, but my only experience was from my dad teaching me. And then, and then taking me when I was what, like mid twenties, to go meet them. And then ever since, I've, I've had several encounters that are nothing but heart opening, nothing but where I I would bawl like a baby, where it's like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, like you're here. They feel like angels who are hearing your prayers and they're watching over you. They feel like protectors. So when I hear people say like, oh, I'm scared, I'm like, I'm always like, really, like tell me more. So I think it's good that you mentioned from some interviews and stuff because there is a level of like I'll see certain documentaries and they're painted as these um, almost like they are something to be afraid of which like so that is a lot of people's experience which I find fascinating and I I feel grateful to hear that and say oh well really and to also be able to offer um, just a possibility of oh wait like you can actually just breathe through that fear and that programming and have a, a a beautiful encounter. And not only that, but they actually have the ability to plant information with you, high frequency information. If you look, think about books or Barnes and Noble or everything that we see, it's information that comes from somewhere. And, and then knowing it was after our last experience that I became obsessed with forgiveness and forgiveness being Mm -hmm. a very powerful frequency. And, um, I thought, I thought that was so beautiful how there's light information they can leave with you and then it sifts into your consciousness and is a part of of your expression so yeah i'm wanting to fan the flames of letting people anyone who does also have fear of like oh wait like what if they're this angelic presence these beautiful beings that um have nothing but the highest good for all uh, that they're wanting to help support us with and i would love for you to talk about that too papa the yeah, that's a great, great, great 
great uh, topic to break through on because the fear is really a human experience. Mm-hmm. I learned from a woman uh, when I was in F- Florida. I, I was in uh, my second level of what they call QHHT training by the great teacher Dolores Cannons. I was going to become a practitioner. And um, I sat in the very back. And the girl, about four four people over, said, I saw a UFO last night. And I just go, I'm not surprised, you know. And so I just went about my business. And then the girl in the very front came up to me and started talking to me about the experience she had that night about aliens. She said, they were in my room, and I was freaking out, and I was so afraid, and they're doing this and this and this and blah, 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 and she just, like, was freaking out. And so I, I just, like, why are you telling me this? And so, anyhow, I spoke into it about it and broke it down, and then she decided to stay in school. She was going to quit. It was just too much for her. Well, fast forward. She she came to the realization, and I, I can see this very humbly. She said, I, I realized why that happened. Because as she says, as I got to know you, they wanted me to be able to come up to your level, where you're at, and have an understanding about it. Before, all of, everything that blocked me was my human experience. And so they just kind of fast-tracked me mm-hmm. because in my book, you'll hear her name a lot. She's a big part of the, the whole picture, who she really is and her, her, her gifts. The Teresa? Teresa, yeah. And, and, and she exposed that to me and let me really realize how much that fear was a human experience that she mm-hmm. felt, you know. And um, they're afraid of us. They are. We're dirty. We smell. We're hateful race. And I hate to say the negative parts of the planet, but from where they come from, you know, that doesn't exist. But then do you think they really resonate in fear? So why would they be afraid of us? I feel like they would. Not so much in fear. Yeah. Well, caution. Caution. Like with self-respect. or. and they're looking for a door. They're looking for a group. They're looking for people where they can actually come in like a puppy, a scared puppy that doesn't trust anybody. It's just wanting to be a part and come out of that cage and play with all the other dogs. I watch Lucky Dog. <laughs> <laughs> movie. But they want to come out. And so they're looking for a, a group. They're looking for people that they can do that with. That's what, And if you look around, like a lot of great spiritual organizations, they know about it. It's a part of their their wheelhouse, their circle. That's why in the background of a lot of the paintings of Jesus, there's a UFO in the sky. You know, because you know they 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 want to vibrate with that frequency. They want to walk amongst us, and they're going to. If there's going to be any nuclear war, they're they're going to stop it. They won't let it happen. This is not our planet. We have no right to destroy it. And um, they're coming out more and more because on one level, the an- the animosity and the hatred and the fighting is growing. So therefore, they're, they're start- starting to be so more prevalent. They're coming out more and more and more. 
Because like I was saying where I forgot where we were, here we are trying this whole thing again to learn to be a human race and get along with each other and not fight. And they don't want us to destroy this place. And if it gets to that, they'll stop it because the last planet we were on, we destroyed it. And 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 this is what I came up with, and this was I didn't. This was a download from them that this is just an experience that we're reliving, right? The proof is where does deja vu come from? You get that feeling of deja vu. Where did that come from? It comes from you being a part of the experience thousands of years ago and before. And now we're reliving it again. And a lot of people like yourself and my daughter and a lot of her tribe, these are all starseeds that came here to help this movement. One of my favorite questions, I just think it's funny. He said, what do they sound like? And you can say your joke, too. But... <laughs> what we <laughs> no. said before we were recording. <laughs> Actually, um, they are, they're like, I, I remember hearing their feet that as they walk is a real silent but um they don't they don't speak with their mouth they have a pocket they th th telecommunication is how they communicate a pocket where their mouth is yeah it's just a pocket you put a little note in there so no, no no stomach no 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 i know that because um I was, I'd allowed myself to have somebody do a session on me at one point, um, uh, deep hypnosis to the symbiotic state. And I was, a, I was an ET. I was a blue avian. And they're asking me questions and, uh, they go, and, and I became that being so much so that I knew my job. I knew how it worked. I had a ship and well, you know, I told them what I do. I told them how it works. I told them everything about it, and they go, well, what do you eat? I go, I asked myself that question, and I go, wait, I don't have a stomach. I don't eat. No. Why do we have stomachs? Why? Yeah. <laughs> experience the other senses, the t senses they don't have, the five. Yeah, they, um, well, you know, we we're just, we we're just modified and made to, um, mind gold for the Anunnaki and for other species. And we were just created like little uh, minions. That's not what we were supposed to be. They derailed us for their personal gain. And then they started to inbreed with us. And then that's when all the bad virtues started coming into the human form from them. And um, the propagators that originally were to start this planet off and make it a garden of Eden came back and they saw what's going on. They go, what have you done to these beings? This isn't the way it's supposed to go. So they scolded them and warned them and said, straighten this out. And they left. And they're, since there's no time, they're gone for 10,000 years or whatever. And they go, well, they're out of here. Let's keep uh, hustle, get the gold, because they needed the gold to grind up and put in their atmosphere so they could breathe or in their equipment or something like that. Well, eventually they came back again and they saw what's going on and they said, you know what? You're going off planet. Pack up. You're out of here. You've destroyed this earth. That was about 2000, 2012 in there. 
and they kicked them off planet, but they didn't leave. A lot of them went underground and hid. Some were in Area 51 underground. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them are hiding, and some of them left. Now, the Blue Avians then have surrounded the planet to not allow anybody in or anybody out while we go through this purification so we don't destroy this beautiful body and this earth. I watch these guys a lot, right? Because what happens up there tells me what's going to go on down here. As above, so below. It's the way it is. And one night I was watching, and I saw five UFOs come and get in a V-shaped tactical formation and then take off like they were scared. And then I saw four, I think it was four. It was an odd number because they didn't make it even uh, tactical formation, come in right behind them bigger and take off after them. I go, oh, there's a fight going on. Spiritual warfare. Yeah, they're after them. And and I've seen them fight too. It's over. Nanoseconds. Both ships destroyed. I mean, it's crazy. And you expect to hear something, but you don't because it's so far away. So you excited to see them? (laughs) Yeah, I am. How often do you see UFOs now? Like currently? Every night. Whenever you want. Yeah. And so are they invisible to other people? Like say if they came, if they were to come down to you on the highway, pick up your car, take you to wherever they wanted to take you. Do other people see that happening? No, they'll, they'll, they can they can block you so you don't see it. They can block that out. Well, we had an experience. So she's asking if other people will see it. No, no. If they don't want and you, you to. you won't. I ha- we had one of our best friends who you're going to meet which I'm really excited, um, where she had a, what was it, like lost like five, seven hours in time. And there was all these lights in the sky. And then all of a sudden she was supposed to be at her mom's house at a certain time. And she showed up like way past midnight. And her mom's like, what the hell? I had to put dinner away and everything. She's like, I swear we were just driving. And they and she was like telling her mom, there's these lights in the sky, these lights in the sky. And her mom's like, whatever. The next day it was in the paper. And they lost five hours of time. So it's interesting how I guess there is they could make it where I'm sure that you're replaced back in time, but they actually lost time. You can be walking in the forest, and they will take you, and they can bring you right back to where you, the next step you take. You're right back to where you were, and you go, and you will never know you've been gone for two weeks. What's the purpose of that if you have no recollection of it? Well, they they want to they work on you and they do what they need to do, and then they. They, because they're not allowed to interfere on a conscious level. They're not allowed to— uh, So you have to be unconscious. Yeah, they're not allowed to—they um, can they can work on you from the inside, but it's kind of like the law of one. They're not allowed to influence you or, or manipulate you on your conscious level. When a, when a, when a, when a um, invention is made—I'll give you an example— how is it that three different people from different parts of the world are working on the same thing and they don't know each other? Like telephones aren't even invented yet or the internet wasn't, but they're both trying to build the same thing because what they do is they will release the data into the universe and if you're able to tap into it and get it, you can. I mean, I have countless inventions that I've picked up on and I just think, yeah, whatever, I blow them off. But later on, I see somebody, I, I had one not too long ago, and then three weeks later, I saw it on TV. The guy invented it. I go, that's the same one I had. Yeah. 
you know. So even everybody who finds a niche and fulfills it, they've had the same inspiration from somewhere. Mm-hmm. When you say they they take you they take you out for two weeks and then put you back and they're working on you, what exactly are they working on? Giving you this information, or it could be all sorts of different things. All sorts of different things. When I was in Paris, I'll never forget this. I didn't, I didn't understand why, but somebody was abducted for two weeks. While I was there, I never told you that. Uh, when I'm there and I saw that ship, blah blah blah, some somebody was missing for two weeks, and they finally came back, and he said it was a UFO. Yeah, but, um, yeah, uh, no, they 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 like look at my my case. I'm gonna have to use myself as a reference. When I was with the master, there was nobody telling me what the UFO is, what it does, you know, anything like that. Nobody. Because they knew enough to know that they can just tell me when they want. And when you're ready. When I'm ready and it will unfold. And and that's pretty much how it's gone. Um, having a clear mind helps. And you can gather the information and when, when it comes to you. And knowing the difference between your thoughts and their, inf- and their um, information mm-hmm. helps a lot. Knowing the difference. You know, and I try to... T- show people that and teach them, this is how you know the difference. You know, meditation is a good form of tapping into the information. Because yeah. in order to meditate, you have to stop the intellect mm-hmm. and go up and stop it. That's saying no to the physical body. That's saying no to this earth. That's saying no to your existence. And you write up in in your frequency, and then you be, you can join with their frequency. And that's when they can give you the information, mm-hmm. and you know it. Wow. Um, one question: Why do you think the U.S. government has suppressed the existence of UFOs for so long? Because. They don't have any power or control over them. And if we knew that, we wouldn't respect them and they wouldn't be allowed to manipulate us with fear. Mm. Why do you think we've allowed ourselves to be manipulated by fear? In 1983, when I went to a, a class and the teacher was an older man who was an espionage agent during the Cold War, and and he said that he just had to get it off his chest kind of scenario and started talking about, the Russians and the Americans, the reason they never have gone to war at each other is because they're both afraid of the, a third party, UFOs. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it's true. I mean, our government, they go out in their airplanes and they do tactical information and then, then they've got to go meet at point zero in the in the atmosphere, the airplanes, and there's a UFO there just toying with them. And then the pilot said, five minutes before we left to go to point zero, the UFO took off. And when we all got to point zero, there was the UFO as if to be doing this. <laughs> There's nothing you can do that we don't know about. <laughs> Just, it's funny. It's true. Every thought you have, every feeling well, you have, and everything everybody has is monitored and listened to. Is this like, what's that book, 1983? Okay, let's also touch on... While we still have some time left, let's touch on how they're aspects of our consciousness, how they're also us. I know you've talked about that, how it could be our future self or us in another time that's then, or another aspect of our being 
that mm-hmm. we're witnessing in star or in another form. My big, I, the only thing that comes to mind on that one is if you say no to your personality and no to your desire body and start to become a disciple and tap into your higher self, your individuality, your God self, then you're linking with them. Because mm-hmm. God is everywhere. Yeah, but then you're, you're, and they are, when people pray, who listens to them? Them. They're the ones that picks up the frequency. They're the ones that listen to everything we say, everything we do, our, the, our hearts, our desire. They pick up everything. And they're the ones who watch us. So on your question, I think the more we can do that and evolve, the, 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 the more we become pure and the more loving we become because we're cutting loose with a lot of our lower nature. Because the human body, the human being is based on two natures, upper nature and lower nature. We're so down into the lower nature that that's where all the conflicts arise from. Mm-hmm. Giving way to the lust, the greed, the power, the money, all that stuff all plays into it. But if you sacrifice that and you rise up to you know, other layers of your consciousness— it changes your frequency, and then they go, and that's when you meet them. That's why it's so important when you meditate is to go high, and then they will come and meet you. Mm-hmm. The alien vibration, uh-huh. scale of consciousness. It's not enlightenment. It's the equivalent to the alien vibration. The right, alien right. But when you go up, it is enlightenment. You know, you're going closer to spirit. Mm-hmm. Totally. So for everybody listening, I know that you said at the the beginning, the like the, the recipe or the the secret sauce to be able to call into them. Could you remind us what that is? Yes. Get into your heart. Meditate, get into your heart. And you said let go of You have to shut everything off and become your higher self. It does you know, it, it takes time. But you can do it. We all can do it. Mm-hmm. You just sit there and be quiet and calm your mind. I, I ended up doing a drawing, which comes to mind, about the different layers you go through as you climb higher within yourself and you get to that frequency. But that's really what it is. It's just still, quiet in your heart. Get into that space. I had a group once, real quick. They, I was teaching them to meditate. And then they wanted to see UFOs, so we went. I said, pick the time, pick the date, let's go. We went somewhere. We meditated. We came outside. There was a UFO coming right overhead. But what was even bigger was a portal opened up right in front of us, and a monster ship came through and just hovered right above us and took off. Case in point, they created the frequency for that experience to happen. And mm-hmm. that's the, the two of them go together. That's what they, they respond to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we do shows, I go around do, doing uh, examples and shows for a small fee. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, pay for expenses, right? But I get people to do that. And then they're, as a byproduct, the when they come over, the energy that they send down to the people it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
that one guy that was just here, he said, man, I haven't been able to sleep for two days. He flew in to come to have an experience from where? Is somewhere in California? Or where was he? He was who's? Uh, L.A. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now, since we're going on our trip soon, you can start sending, like, to your, I, I call them angels. Some mm-hmm. people resonate, some people don't. But I would love to, like, have an experience or see you in the physical. Mm-hmm. And start to just cast that and say that. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see them. A lot of things that you do, they already know, and they will, they will go ahead and arrange it. So when you you get there, it's all done. And and you're allowed to use them for that purpose. You want to make a decision. You want to go somewhere, and you don't know about it. Business decision. You ask your angels or your guides to go ahead and look at the situation, and they will bring you back the information and tell you, "Nah, not a good deal." Stay away from it or not a good person. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you. That's their job. That's their role. They love to be of service. Mm -hmm. You know, especially girls. Use it. Mm -hmm. When you're selecting a partner, use that. Mm -hmm. Don't waste time. Use use that. And the more you use it, the more you listen to it, the the louder it speaks and the the, the more you hone your um, skills. Yeah, I was. I gave a session to a gal once, and 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 I asked them to heal her, and they go, "No, you do it." Mm. Go, what? Go, you have two guides, use them. I'm like, you know. Yeah. And I go, I forgot about that. Yeah. You have any more questions? I think we're doing good. I don't think so. We'll ha- we'll have to do round two after the trip. We'll come back. Yeah. 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 Your hair is gonna be all messed up. <laughs> Look at this tat I got. <laughs> Tattoo of of the of the ships. Well, thanks you guys for coming on. This yeah. was Thank awesome. You. Thank of you. course. Of you're awesome. Aww. And I hope it inspired I know it inspired the people listening to go out and look up. And open your heart. And oh yes, my dad's book, UFO to IFO. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on his website, Brentboatman.com. And the, that's also in the show notes below. And you can go to his site and you can see footage of him communicating with the ETs in the sky and how they respond back. And I feel like that's a really good reference point for um, your brain to have and to see. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is possible. Therefore, you open yourself up to that as well. So go ahead and check that out. And his book is all about his experiences at Le Bonfant. That's, that's the name of the place in the south of France with the master and the ETs as well. So it's definitely a wonderful read. And can we give that one to Kaylee? Yes. I have to sign it first. Yes. Um, <laughs> the um, It's short 38 stories, short read, little 38 stories. But I've heard once people start reading it, they don't. They, they read it all the way through Yeah, about experiences and things that have happened to me. Uh-huh. And I got 38 more, trust me. But, yeah, I, I felt I did that book for people like yourself or people who think they had an experience and they're not sure about it and they don't want to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And if they read my book, they'll find out, hey, I'm not alone. Yeah, This happened to him, too. And then find us, come together, become a part of the— Positive movement. Woohoo! And and for anyone in Texas that 
is going to buy a ranch or a house. Kaylee's your girl. Oh, yeah. Look <laughs> so, at that. Yes. A link to her. Would, your website or your Instagram is in the show notes so you can find Kaylee. Yep. And um, she also posts a lot of fun, inspiring fitness content. I met Kaylee because she was my trainer in Austin at On It when That's I first moved right. here. That's how we met and then became good friends, roommates at one point, and now really good friends. So she is your person for all real estate needs. So go ahead Thank and you. find her there. Yeah. Thanks, oh, you guys. Oh, can I say one more thing? Yeah. We'll be doing a Skywatch if you want to check it out. In Austin? Where? Yeah, in Austin, Texas. Woo! I'll be doing a Skywatch. I love it. Good job, Pete. And, and I, I promise you will leave a believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can promise that. I hope you enjoyed the episode and you can find a ton more free tips on my Instagram under Rebecca Boatman. If you are curious about my online membership and community, you can click the link that is in the description and see the page that explains everything you get to support you on your journey to attracting and building a healthy relationship. And I hope to see you inside.